Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. April 8, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. As it's been all week, Nick Roush is out. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen, our producer, is in. Oh, I heard something in the background. Roll Call. Ain't used this mic in a while. It took a minute to warm up. Now, everything sounds loud, but that's probably just because the headphone settings haven't been turned on or, or used. Uh, it's been us two all week, and thank the heavens. We are breaking that up today. <laughs> I've loved Justin. It's been fun. It's actually gone back quicker than I thought. I don't oh, know yeah. how it's been for yeah. you, buddy. But to, we had to bring somebody else in, and it's a KRC regular, a KRC legend. It is Big Blue Drew. Big Blue Drew, how the heck are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's Friday. Um you know, as I was pulling up, TJ, I kind of noticed it's, I can't, it's been literal years since I've been here pre-COVID. And I, I think you haven't been here since pre-COVID? Pre-COVID. I don't buy that. I'm telling you. I feel like just yesterday you were coming in with DQ. No, nope, it's people been that long. And, you know, I think all the all the stray kittens outside have now turned to cats and have kittens of their own. Yeah, So, <laughs> So, Drew, was I right in saying that we you have never been on our show with me producing? Correct? Never, no. This is, yeah. this is a, okay. a first for me, Scoops. Cool. I thought so. Never said scoots on the radio either. There so. you go. There you have it. Fun <laughs> fact from Julie Dolan to start this morning. 
Okay. The Ohio River, considered the most polluted river in the United States, the river is believed to have somewhere around 20 million pounds of toxic discharge. No, I mean, are you surprised? Where's have you ever source? flown over the Ohio River? It's disgusting. If you think 20 million pounds of toxic di- discharge is bad in the Ohio River, you should see the UK fan base. Whoa. <laughs> Zing. Hey, I love our tap water, though, so it's always hard for me to believe that because the 502 has some... Delicious it's water. It's the best water on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I quote tweeted that and said, also, my favorite river to kayak in. Because <laughs> it is true. Uh, it's not a river that I would probably want to swim in consistently. But the I think o- if you fall in the Ohio, you'd be okay. The Ohio River gets absolutely no love. Like, have you ever no. heard anything positive said about the Ohio River? No. Yeah, you've had a few big catfish come out of it that people acknowledge true but then it's probably followed by never eat that thing yeah. exactly <laughs> it always is so like when our parents were kids or growing up the ohio river was like the body of water you went into they had big like you i forget what it was called and it really wasn't all that long ago and somebody's going to text in on the thorns text line and let us know and that's what it's there for 502-414-1450 and every time you drive by a thorns know that it's there for you to go inside Get yourself a delicious breakfast, some donuts, breakfast sandwich, breakfast burrito, fresh fruit. That's what Thornton's is there for. Stop in on your day, on your way in to start your day today. Get yourself a hot breakfast. Bring donuts in for the office. It is a Friday. Everybody's feeling good. Why the heck not? But what was it called? It was called like Flotilla or something like that, where you'd make your own float. And you'd like race it. Did you ever see the uh, the bed races for Derby? Yes. It's, it was kind of like that, but you'd make a boat. And everybody just get drunk and go play in the river and so have fun. So are you saying that the Ohio River was like our parents, like rough river, so to speak, or something? Yes. It was like the destination, let's go swimming type uh, thing. Th- th- people didn't have an issue with just going down and partying in the Ohio. How long and would they last before they hit a log that popped their float? What do you think, Ohio is just filled with logs? Absolutely <laughs> it is. I've kayaked a good way in the Ohio. No big deal, but it's fine. It's all right. You don't see just giant logs or anything like that or cars floating down or <laughs> or, or nothing like that. But they do say the Ohio did used to be, like, bluer and actually not just totally and completely brown. Remember Probably the fountain? A, maybe, maybe it was when the fountain I left. Don't, I don't remember the wow. fountain, but I've heard all about it. So they, like, put in this really expensive fountain. It would break all the time. It was yeah. very special, though. My father worked at the Kentucky Center for the Arts, so I was downtown a lot in that area. And when you're a kid, man, they would change the colors, and maybe that's what it was. After that water got done circulating, sucking up through that fountain, it just, you know, just went to heck. Joe Kinsey, who writes for Outkick the Coverage, tweeted me and said, I'll never forget the Colts doing a cheerleader calendar photo shoot on the banks of the Ohio <laughs> while posing on Driftwood. All-time classic moment in calendar history. I did not know that was a thing. Is that ring a bell either. for no. – I, I did not know that that was a thing. i got to tweet that out there. Maybe somebody will send me a picture of that. Um, but I know people that go boating on the Ohio all the time, and besides one of my friends having kind of a third tail – they're normal. Yeah. Yeah, I they're thought actually I take it back. The Falls of the Ohio is amazing. As your kid oh, gets gosh. older, that's that's a great one, man. You, I, fun my, tri- fun day there. My dad would take us. Yeah, we had field trips there, of course. Yep, but same. You had field trips yeah. in the Falls of the Ohio. Mm-hmm. I remember seventh grade, I believe, is when we took our field trip there, and we were just kind of doing like the normal little walking tour. And our seventh grade teacher, Mister Beatty, which. Yes, that last name was joked about as seventh graders and mm-hmm. probably still to this day. Um, 
not not an ideal. And he was one of my favorite teachers of all time. But anyways, he was like, all right, over there in the falls of the Ohio, there's a current right there. You all can see it. You can hear it. And it was like these like rapid waters and stuff like that. He was like, you fall in there, you're dead. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but what people don't know is he was like right next to it on the other side. It was like super quiet water and just normal like drifting water. He was like, there's an undercurrent there. So he was like, either you'll die really quick in that one or you'll die quietly in that one. He was like, but if you fall in this water, you're dead. And everybody was like, oh. I was just thinking I mean, before. I just like took two steps back. And to this day, I don't know if he was actually being honest. Like, I bet if you fell in that water, it wouldn't have been good. But like, would you have instantly died the way that he had said? But I think it was just his way to be like, everybody, we're not messing with kids, like jumping over the ledge or looking over the ledge. Everybody stay back. Because if you fall in this water, you're going to die. On the flip side, my dad would take us to the dams and let it be like a natural water slide and let us slide down the dams. No joke. Most disgusting thing of all time. <laughs> we had fun as like six and seven-year-olds, Dad, but in hindsight, parenting, was that a good move? Don't know. Well, as soon as we started talking about this, the the adult kicked in to me of like, man, that would be a tough field trip to chaperone. Mm-hmm. The falls of the Ohio, I mean, you literally could lose a kid, get killed. We're not talking about like the science center here. And um, another one, too, some listeners might know, there, there's a lot of people that probably have experience with the Portland flood wall sliding down that thing into the Ohio River. So some texters might know because that's also a uh, something that was cool as a kid and disgusting as an adult. Man, I'm so glad I grew up in the country with creeks and, and <laughs> rivers. Uh, we would do, it just as a kid, like that, I don't know if anybody's ever been to that tumbleweed on Bargetown Road and Butchel. Oh, yeah. But like that was the one we'd go to growing up as a kid all the time. But, you know, there's that little creek. It's really just like a mm-hmm. a, a water runoff. We'd go down there and we'd catch snakes like while waiting for our food and oh, stuff. Oh, a Bastard Manor Creek snake. Nice. Uh, seriously, <laughs> we'd go down to the Bastard Manor Creek and we'd catch snakes. And there'd be like parents or people leaving Tumbleweed just being like, what are these? Like, why aren't these kids being watched by their parents? And this is the most disgusting thing in the world. And secondly, nobody knew that there were so many snakes in that little creek, but there were tons and they were gross. Would you still catch a snake today? Hell no. That, okay, yeah, like, that's that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think TJ a, wouldn't touch a snake. There wasn't a critter, a bug, an animal that I wouldn't just go grab my <laughs> hands around its neck and pull up. And now, like, I'm, you know, I'm the bug executor in the house, and <laughs> I think a lot of men take role. that role. Yeah. Uh, but even then, there's some bugs that I'm, well, one, I just try to let everything go outside where, like, back in the day, you know, I was a little bit probably more ruthless. But, yeah, there's some bugs I'll see, like, today as a 31-year-old and be like, ooh, ee, gross. Don't yeah. want to touch you. I'll do it, reluctantly. But, yeah. I never knew about the Portland flood walls, but I do enough appraisals down in Portland that I could see that totally. Portland flood wall. Grab yourself an old trash can lid or something. You'll fly down that baby. <laughs> Oh, man. Good stuff all around. All right, we are going to talk sports today. 502-414-1450. There's a part of me that feels like we, Justin, discussed the Bryce Hopkins transfer because right before we were about to leave, we discussed Bryce Hopkins transferring. It wasn't official official until, of course, classic KRC curse. We get off the air about 10 minutes later. It becomes official. Big Blue Drew, that's where we're going to start on today's show, and we'll go from there. And remember, just throughout the show, send your text into the Thornton's text line. Tell Big Blue Drew what's up, 502-414-1450. Bryce Hopkins, no surprise, but it is now officially official. What was Big Blue Drew's reaction? Uh, like you said, it wasn't necessarily a surprise. I think it's – I shared a sliver of disappointment for sure. I think that uh, – I've always kind of described Bryce TJ as – um. I bet if you went and watched Kentucky play pickup basketball last summer or even now, 
you would probably think Bryce Hopkins was a major part of this team. He really is kind of a – he's a hooper. He can play. And um, I think that Kentucky could, you know, miss his versatility if he ends up finding a good spot where they use him correctly. Or, you know, his, he still has a long way to go development-wise too. So it's a shame, but, again, not surprised, I think, with what we saw this year with his limited minutes. I think he played around six and a half minutes a game that – Probably was a good chance he was going to be transferring, but I'm a big Bryce Hopkins fan again. I like his game, and I just I just felt like he came in and in a split second kind of missed up, you know, so many of his opportunities. So um, I wasn't shocked. How about you all? Wasn't shocked with the news because people had been whispering about it for a while. I do think he's going to be a nice college player. I'm glad you brought that up because it does need to be brought up. He at times stunk this year in opportunities that he got. Looked like he couldn't dribble. Sometimes looked like he couldn't walk. Uh, it was just kind of jitters It looked more to me watching him play. But the thing I always loved about Bryce Hopkins and the thing I think that's going to make him a good college player, he's always super aggressive. Mm-hmm. And when you're that size and you've got that body, being aggressive is going to get you places. And generally probably a lot of rebounds and maybe some garbage points. He didn't get an opportunity. I think what we'll look back in hindsight, because you're not – playing him over Oscar as like a small man five. So you weren't going to do that. Were you going to play him over Brooks? That's a question that you could that you could realistically ask. And then UK fans would have lost their minds if they would have played Hopkins consistently at the three. You would have wanted a guard at the three. So uh, he was kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. I do think Big Blue Drew will look back in hindsight and will say, Yeah, the guards kind of hurt Kentucky when it was all said and done and they didn't have their best games late in the year. They were hurt. Maybe there's excuses for that. I think if we want to be nitpicky on something about John Calipari, and we've mentioned this before, but if and so many people seem so opinionated about Bryce Hopkins yesterday, what a surprise. But if if anybody wants to be upset or frustrated with this entire situation – it comes back to just John Calipari's loyalty to Keon Brooks. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of Kentucky's issues this past season, but I do wonder just how the season's different if Keon Brooks isn't even in the equation. You don't Where, win at Kansas by 30. I well, knew that was going to be said. I knew that was going to be that's, said. And that should be said. I mean, you, that Kansas game's totally different, but how is the season different if you have to play Hopkins more you have to play Collins more, Toppin. and you got to play Toppin. And, and, and most of all, you play Toppin more. How is the season different if those three – because Collins can do things that Keon Brooks can't do. Hopkins can do some things that Keon Brooks can't do. And we obviously know Toppin can do some things that Keon Brooks can't do. Now, on the flip side, and to be totally fair for Keon, he can do some things that all three of those guys can't do. But it was somebody that played in John Calipari's system for two years, Big Blue Drew – the one year to have the tournament taken away from him. The next is, has there ever been a worse UK career than Keon Brooks in terms of team <laughs> success? You have the pandemic take away your tournament, which was actually a pretty good regular season, all things considered. You got an SEC championship at least. You have the worst, one of the worst regular seasons in UK basketball history, and then the next year you have another solid regular season, no conference tournament championship or regular season championship, but you have one of the you have debatably the worst loss in UK tournament history. That's a rough go for Keon. Yeah. 
It's almost hard to do in a three-year maybe stretch not, there. Maybe if he does go on, maybe this is like a Keon Brooks cloud over the program. We all yeah. like Keon, we, and we do. And I think everybody in the fan base respects him and thinks highly of him as a person, always carried himself well and, and represented the university in a good way. But Cal's loyal to that dude. Yep. And, and I think we'll look back and just wonder, like if Collins has a huge year and he's an awesome player, we're going to be talking about that. If Hopkins goes somewhere and dominates, which he'll go somewhere and put up good numbers, folks. It's just going to happen. He's a good basketball player, so that's what how that stuff should work. Um, we'll wonder about Keon Brooks again. Or if Toppin, and I saw some whispers yesterday that people are expecting Toppin to be back. That would seem to be what everybody would assume, but maybe it uh, – Maybe it becomes official, which would be which would be cool if that if that were to happen. So I do it, it, I do think that's a fair criticism. Is just John Calipari, and some people were saying it throughout the season. John Calipari was just a little too reliant on Keon Brooks, when in reality maybe should have allowed somebody else to go up and take those minutes because we saw people in much smaller opportunities have Kansas like games, not exactly like that. But Toppin had some bursts where, oh my goodness gracious, that's fun. The dunk against Auburn was just oh, incredible. Amazing. And then the first half, unfortunately, against St. Peter's, he was playing pretty well in that game. Obviously, Hopkins against LSU. And then Collins, the Alabama game was probably his best game. But you saw some things from him that you just you wanted to see more of. Part of this issue, while people are going to blame Calipari for his, re, I guess, being committed to Keon Brooks, another part of it was you just had an unmovable object at the five, where I think probably before the season, Calipari probably thought, well, between all these bigs, mm, Brooks and Brooks and Oscar are going to be playing the most, but all of it's going to be interchangeable and everybody's going to get – well, then it became Oscar was the best player in college basketball and you can't take that dude out. So never mind. We can't really rotate the five so much, but this four – and then he ended up probably just being a too a too a little too reliant on Keon Brooks, unfortunately. Everything I say, but about middle way through the season, I guess TJ I would say because we've really been having this four debate for two full years with Keon now, and I've kind of cemented myself in the take that Jacob Toppin's ceiling is was clearly so much higher than Keon Brooks, and that's why I said that when um you know the Kansas game was mentioned because you say oh well that's Keon's ceiling, but really what derails him is consistency. You, you never knew which Keon Brooks was coming from day to day. So if you're playing him, you know, eight games to, you know, try to sneak in a Kansas game and, you know, five other decent games, I just thought at some point if he would have committed to playing Jacob Toppin more, especially after he was all healed up, and then even Damian Collins, um, you know, maybe even if it wouldn't have worked out in the short term, I think both of those guys, like you mentioned, they can just do stuff that others can't do, that'll never mm-hmm. be able to do. And hopefully next year we see a lot of that. But I'm glad you mentioned Jacob Toppin's 360 dunk because I actually did um, a little pre-write on him this week. I'm assuming he's returning. And I've reflected back on that. And I remember posing the question over and over, and maybe you can help too, Justin. Um, can we name Kentucky players that have an in-game 360 dunk? <laughs> the only one I can come up with is Walter McCarty. And let's tee this one up too. Not only did Toppin have a 360 dunk, that was on the road at number one Auburn right when we were on a stretch of like licking them but before they got hurt. So it, was, it wasn't like a non-conference Rupp Arena deal. So I could not get any other Man, um, that was answers so, that was such a that. sweet dunk. Like it was, first off, it just seemed like easy buckets for UK were yes. very few and far between this entire season. So like here was just the easiest one UK is going to get. You're on the road, especially in an atmosphere like that. Any easy bucket just feels like a gift from the heavens. So okay, sweet. This is just going to be an easy two. 
People are hurt. You could start to feel the game maybe change a little bit because the injuries had happened at that point. But UK was still playing well. Oh, and was it after spot. the injury? I think it was after the injury, and Auburn made like a little mini run, and then UK responded, and then this was one of the last plays before the half. It right? was close to halftime. Was, I, I remember once he he got the you know, the steal or the tip right about half. I could. Be. I nudged my wife and said, "Watch this! Watch this!" And um, another thing about that game that I said for weeks and weeks after, if, if you really remember and think back, Kentucky was. They literally could have blown that game open in the first half. I mean, Ty-Ty doesn't go down. They they were playing awesome there for a stretch um, where, where that game could have been totally different, and really than the season at that point because then from there it was just, you know, complete inconsistency with who was going to be available. And I know we've we've beat the horse to death as far as, um you know, never really getting back to that midseason form. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're right about that. The – the the dunk was incredible. That's part of the reason I like Toppin too. And that's he's a gamer. That that's that's, that's been that, a big part about him too. TJ is that he he plays above his skill level, especially last year when Kentucky just needed a guy to go do something. There was so many times in games when I remember exactly. that he did something that was above his skill set because he's just a hooper. He's a gamer. It's a, he and he has a, obviously a strong pedigree. So I I think the world of Jacob Toppin. I'm excited to see what he can do with a um a good opportunity now that his skill set is becoming more polished. I mean, does he does he play a get above his level because he tries so hard? I mean, he's he's I'm sure effort's part of it. Yeah, for he's sure. he's the one player on the floor that this past season that it was like constant effort, other than Oscar. Yeah, I you know some people disagree with that on Toppin entirely that he doesn't just the dunks are sweet. The big plays are awesome. That inbounds play that he dunked down at Tennessee a couple years ago where it just seemed like his hand was over the backboard when he caught it, pulled it back, and slammed it in. But Cal doesn't run inbounds plays. Um, I remember that was sweet. But some people just say when he's not doing the dunks, he just seems a little passive. I always always thought he was trying hard. I I don't think effort's an issue for him. I can definitely think of times where he could have done more. Some people think he'd like take shoulders too quickly or he'll take a shoulder on defense and not really push back or, you know, stand his ground defensively. But on the flip side, one, he's not the strongest dude in the world. And two, he probably is going to allow an offensive player to get where he wants on the floor and he'll just try to block the shot more than try to muscle up against the dude. So I've got no issues with Toppin. Agree with everything that's been said about him. I think some of those dunks can just provide sparks. Momentum. Yeah, they can just provide sparks out of nowhere. Uh, it would be a simple two or a layup or just a one-handed slam for most, but the team sees him do something crazy that they know that, that, that they have seen him do a thousand times in practice, but he just showed it out in front of 15,000 people on the road against number one or whatever it may be. Just kidding, that arena's not that big. What, 8,000 people or whatever, a little cracker deck? Gets loud, though. Yeah, who cares? Everywhere gets loud when it's filled to the brim. Is there one arena in the world where it's not loud if it's packed? Well, does that make it any less relevant? If it's it's loud, it's loud. I'm making fun of the size of it. I'm making (laughs) fun of the size of it. I don't know, that's a good question. I actually went down there with Jack Pilgrim. I think it's more than eight, but it's... Def, n- nothing like rup size. Yeah, Cameron Indoor maybe eight or seven or whatever. I'll say is, though, in the SEC, well, I haven't been to, actually I haven't been to a ton of basketball, but before they reconfigured the O Dome in Gainesville when the Rowdy Reptiles used to be right I mean, on like the right on there, mm-hmm. those Scotty Wilpikin years, I was there a lot. That's by that's the craziest, wildest environment I've ever seen Kentucky play in. Yeah, I mean, I've I haven't been to every basketball arena in the SEC, but I've been to a lot of them and. When they're packed, they're all pretty loud. They're all tough environments. I'm, I just refuse to give Auburn any sort of credit at all. Can't Fair do, enough. Can't, can't do it. Text into the Thornton Stacks line, 502-414-1450. We gave our takes on Bryce Hopkins transferring, 
what UK has left at that position. We need to talk about the reaction of Bryce Hopkins transferring because goodness gracious, folks. People were not happy. And there's just no, like the thing is, and we'll come back, we'll talk about it. It wasn't because Bryce Hopkins was transferring. Right. Where nobody should have even been all that shocked that Bryce Hopkins was transferring. But it's a group of folks that any opportunity they get to jump on John Calipari, they are not going to waste it. They will not waste it. So we got to talk about that. We'll come back. We'll do that. We'll have some fun as well. A lot more to get to. The spring game is tomorrow for the football cats and Mark Stoops and the Stroops. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll, roll Call on Big Exports Radio. That's the best roll call we've had all week. <laughs> TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Kentucky Roll Call, Walker and Roush, run wild on you. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio Friday edition. Getting you ready for your weekend. Billy tweets into the show and Roll says, Roll call. I was waiting on Big Blue Drew. That was terrible, Justin. And you just kind of ruined the momentum of the show. I'm getting on to another thing, and now I just Kick got somebody out. yelling a roll call into Kick my ear. Out. It's just the timing, Justin. It's just... <laughs> I need the end of the week. <laughs> Billy, tweet, Billy tweets in and says, My wife was born on the day the fountain was dedicated. Her parents are musicians and were supposed to play at the dedication event. The city killed the fountain in 98. I didn't realize it was so late. I probably maybe should have remembered it at some point. Bought by $2.6 millions by the Binghams. Sold for just under $16,000 by the city. Ooh, huh. it's a bad return. Yeah. I don't understand the, the last part. Who, who who the city have sold it to? Probably just sold it for parts or oh, the gotcha, fountain in parts. its entirety and somebody came I rem- and picked I it back of, up. I kind of remember it became like a political deal because it kept breaking and then it's our tax dollars going to fix that bad boy. The bridges need painted, you know, all that kind of stuff. So here we are, no fountain. I just wonder when it was working, when it was ripping and roaring. Was it cool? It was the was 90s, cool? TJ. I'm telling you, man. It's just like everything was great in the 90s. The fountain was ripping. We're probably going to DZ Discovery Zone. Oh, man. Uh, what about that place in St. Matthews that's um, where the Big Lots is now? There was like that treehouse place. Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah. yeah so uh, Across from that was the Laser Blaze. Laser Blaze. still there. Laser Blaze is still there. But uh, they closed during the pandemic. I think their sign says temporarily closed. I don't know if they're back up in, in business. Oh, man. I went to Laser Blaze once, got 41st place out of 42 people. Laser wow. Blaze is the best COVID activity ever. You're intentionally trying to stay apart. And That's not, yeah, you're right about that. The, the, the trick of Laser Blaze was finding their little like bases things up in the ceiling and then just going there and shooting that. You get a million The points. trick for me was talking mom into taking me because it was very few and far between well, Laser Blaze. But. Growing up in the, the Highlands, but St. Matthew's right next to us, we, Laser Blaze birthdays were, were common. Uh, forgot that it was Friday. No meat today. That's a bummer. I was really hungry. I was I was getting the Salsaritas ad ready, and now I just realize I'm going to probably have to stick with the shrimp, which is great, which is great. 
But, okay, we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later on. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Roll Call. There you go. <laughs> there you go. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, Justin Kalen on your Friday morning. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to get to the text a little bit earlier today, but uh, we'll wait a little bit longer. But keep, keep them coming in. Anything you've wanted to say to Big Blue Drew, go ahead and get it Fired off your chest. Off. Big Blue Drew finally brought me my basketball shoes. Yes. I knew it was going to be one of those situations, and it, I guess it actually ended up being the, the opposite of that, but I figured I was either going to have your basketball shoes for like two days or 15 years. There was going to mm. be no in-between, but it kind of did end up being in-between. I think nah. I had them a few months. They, you know, Tons of tread on there, TJ. We got to get these things working. We do. We do. Um, those <laughs> shoes actually are slightly big on me. What? Don't ever, y'all, I played basketball at our hotel yesterday. We have a basketball court. Oh. Don't ever invite me. I am so horrible. I'm inviting myself to I, this indoor basketball court. I used so. to be. I you no, have an indoor basketball no, court no, at the no. hotel. It's outside. Oh, okay. it's outside. But yeah, I, t- I wanted. I was getting ready to leave yesterday. I was like, let me go take a few shots. I've only shot on there once, and it was about a year ago. Oh my god, I'm so bad. We talking I, air, double rim? Oh, yeah, was my first question. Double rims? I'm talking. Ty Ty Washington airballing layups type stuff. Okay, we're not, it was we bad. don't care about you. Is it a you? double rim, we're, though, Justin? Is the rim thick like two rims, or is it like a normal? What does size? that have to do with it? Oh, my goodness. Crazy. I don't know what that has to do with it. I'm, I'm generally curious. Just different, wow. li- different lifestyle. Say you're right? not a hooper without saying yeah. you're not a hooper. I mean, in, in Indiana, we got the one rim. So okay. I think this one is a double rim, but I still have no idea. What's that have to do with A it? double rim yeah. is a thicker rim that you usually see at parks because they just want the rims to hold up longer, so they make them mm-hmm. stronger and bigger. But they're harder to score Much more in difficult to because make oh, okay. if it hits the rim, it just bounces like a madman. It's almost like when you're at an amusement park and you're shooting. I, I would love to say that was my issue, but I wasn't even hitting rim. But we don't even know if it's no. actually a double rim, though. He did it specify it wasn't so hitting rim. It is a double begin, rim. So. Yeah. Because I think what big, why Big Blue Drew was asking, because if it wasn't a double rim, we're going to be using that goal. Yeah. yeah. Don't, not, a big, not a big fan of double double rim. You yeah, get a sure. double rim pretty much at any park, and they're okay in a pinch at the end of the day. You know, if you swish the sh- – you just can't really get a, lo- a good bounce on a double rim. Hmm. Yeah, Either you got to swish it or it's got to be a layup. But if it hits the rim, you're not, it's most likely not going in. Growing up, there wasn't a whole lot of park basketball for me. So we mm-hmm. always had the single rim. So gotcha. I didn't, I, I had no idea it was a different thing. So driveway basketball yeah, for you. Absolutely. Not everybody would have it. Gravel so driveway to, basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have like the backboard stapled to the garage? Mm hmm. Like directly had, on. At my grandparents, we had one state like it was hammered to a barn. Yeah, I love those. Yeah. I, anytime I'm doing an appraisal, you just like, man, somebody back in the '60s were just making this court their <laughs> real, home court. Real quick, was there anything better in life than let's lower the rim and play dunk tips and you're out? That was great. Wasn't, I mean, it's yeah. just I wish we're just. I wish I could go back to the 90s day. We could do laser blades in the morning. I wish I could have enjoyed. You know, go tips. back there maybe. You know, do a little dunk tips and you're out. Have mom make us some. I don't know, bagel bites, probably be my go-to. Well, as all the little nieces and nephews and my own daughter, as they start to grow up, I'm looking forward we'll to them. these ba- to we'll these birthday them. parties. And uh, the my mom already got a trampoline, which, like, growing Ooh. up, I was a huge trampoline kid. Broke my femur on a trampoline. But uh, got back on that bad boy and was just doing back and front flips like I had not lost it for a second, like riding a bicycle. I hope my daughter's listening because she's asked for a trampoline. And my response is usually, as an old, as an old dad thing, as I say, you know, when I when we get homeowners insurance, they'll actually ask me if I have a trampoline, Lily. That's how dangerous they are. And then 
I'll usually follow that up with, I don't know anyone that's ever had a trampoline that hasn't broken a bone. Mm-hmm. And then you validated it. And the worst bone to break. Your femur is literally the worst bone to break, isn't it? Yeah, I've talked about it, I think, on the air before. Ah. But I was two years old, and our neighborhood babysitter flipped me off our trampoline, and it broke my femur. Yeah. And that was pre-net. Yes, pre-net. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And first off, my grandma got this, like, hired a few guys. The next morning, the trampoline was gone. Just <laughs> gone, taken away. <laughs> Not to be seen again. Secondly, I was two, so I was so small I had to wear like a cast that basically looked like a body cast, and they had to put a big hole in the back so my parents could change out the diapers. You talk about raising a kid, having to raise a little two-year-old in a cast probably would have been just an absolute nightmare. Uh, Turned out okay, though, and yes, everybody gets hurt on trampolines all the time, but that, you learn, you learn a lot about life on a trampoline. Yeah. You learn not to be stupid, a lot. There's a lot of stupidity Yesterday, people freaking out about Bryce Hopkins. We already talked about Bryce. We're wishing him well. Think he's going to do a good job. I would have liked to see him stay at UK. But Big Blue Drew, you'd think people would hold the freak out to at least see what UK may be bringing in. Mm -hmm. Or if he goes to Louisville. Well, and maybe he will go to Louisville. I just feel like that might justify, you know, I, I could see that riling up the BBN a little bit. Everything but yeah, Bryce, the BBN. Bryce seemed like a, I mean, if you were roster anticipating, I mean, he had to be, you know, one of your number one, you know, guys on the list to potentially be losing this season. So it shouldn't have came as a surprise. But again, I don't think it's, it was Bryce's abilities that had everyone fired up as much as um we continue to see this avalanche of certain people coming down on Calipari philosophy. Yeah, but this the philosophy is nothing new, right? And you would think one of two you you would think two things would take place. One, folks would wait to see who UK is replacing Hopkins with, and two, I I, I don't know. I guess you just you you do need to wait for something to be official for it to be official. But this wasn't a surprise to anybody. Every, we when that Cal Tucker tweet came out, everybody just automatically assumed it was going to be about Hopkins. And even before that, a couple weeks before that, people thought it could be Hopkins. Uh, I did think maybe after he had that big game, it could lead to more playing time. But That's the narrative that's been pushed, TJ, is that, oh, he had that awesome game at LSU, Calipari said he was going to play him more, and then didn't. That seems to be the core. See, these people that just want to do this revisionist history, why then, then why weren't you on February 17th complaining about Hopkins' minutes. Why not going into the SEC tournament weren't people, these same people that have platforms saying, hey, things have been pretty good. Still, over this last five-game stretch, we haven't seen enough Bryce Cow- Like, you, you people could give themselves so much credit if during the season they could point back to some talking points that they are just whining and complaining about in the offseason. Yeah. But in but er, people just want to use hindsight against coaches. It's the easiest thing to do. And they don't want to ever use it against themselves, but you can use it against everybody. It, like if somebody was if there was a media member like a, a popular fan that throughout January, February and March was clamoring for Bryce Hopkins and then Hopkins transferred, all right, that person can then sound off. Tell us about how he would have changed things cuz you were all over it from the get-go. But that person didn't exist because people were enjoying the season and people were enjoying Keon Brooks scoring 
26 points against Kansas. And Kentucky being a heavy favorite going into the tournament. Exactly. Well, <laughs> speaking of speaking of Keon Brooks, when there was discontent with the team and who was playing, it was it was Keon and Toppin. Like, people did complain that Toppin should play more, yeah, but you never heard anything about it. It Hopkins. almost really never got into the weeds of getting all the way down to Hopkins. You're right. Yeah. So instead, it's a hindsight sort of thing. It's a revisionist history sort of thing. And most importantly, as we've mentioned, it's just anytime folks are going to have an opportunity to pile on Cal, they're going to do it. Well, what about the fact, TJ, because this is all, there's a couple of things I want to mention just about the transfer portal. And I mean, this is all just so early. We're going to kind of see how it evens out. But you have to assume, and maybe not even um, correlating it to the Bryce Hopkins situation, but just in general, Calipari probably has to get wind or all college basketball coaches of, hey, I think so-and-so is probably definitely going to transfer next year no matter what happens so there has to be a part of you that's like how much do I really want to bring them along and again I'm not saying that's yeah. what happened with Bryce but I've been thinking about that when you know I mean you have a bad practice something a guy leaves and you might kind of know hey I, I have a feeling that guy's probably on his way out whether it's to start this second semester or definitely at the end of the season so how much time and energy do you invest in bringing them along um, I don't know. And again, I'm not saying that's what happened, but you have to assume that's going to be, maybe you could say that about Dante Allen. Same thing. You have to assume that there's just going to be so many different wrinkles to the new way of college basketball that there's just going to be kind of no telling, I guess, what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. And that's a great point as well, is that the people freaking out, would you, would you all guess that the coaches in practice every day may, may know more about the situation or Billy the fan on Twitter knows more. Billy's the man, though. <laughs> the Fountain Billy. Fountain Billy is a great guy. And another, this but is the, the answer is the coaches in practice. You know, I'm not saying this is the case, but what if Hopkins had an attitude problem? I would be surprised to learn that. He seemed like a good dude. He's very quiet. But, like, I, what if he had an attitude problem, mm-hmm. you know? I, I did think that, you, that Calipari's, like, goodbye message to him did seem to suggest that UK like wanted, short. wanted him to maybe stick around. Maybe. Could be wrong about that. Could be looking too much into that. But it was, it was a little briefer. It wasn't as like, it was like, like we do with every kid. We're going to hope that he does well and we'll help him out when we can. Uh, and yeah, as we always do, we'll support him and his family and their decision. So that kind of, again, reading between the lines, Maybe UK wasn't thrilled Hopkins left, too. And maybe, again, he's going to be a nice player. I wish it was at UK. I'm going to at least wait to see what UK brings in before freaking out and acting like this was a player that averaged, like, five minutes per game. It's the end of the world that he's not getting, that he's not hanging around. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to do this thing called be patient, <laughs> relax. You only have five more days for that before you start freaking and, out. And Well, and here's the deal, though. What I said – I said that things need to happen. Bryce Hopkins leaving is happen- things happening. Ty Ty Washington leaving is things happening. You don't need to see replacements coming in for those guys, too? I wanted to get honed in more on like who they actually, need. who they really, really like. But now we're starting to get an idea of what roster spots need to be addressed or where things are looking a little bit slim. And I bet in the next week we hear a few more decisions. You're right, probably more on the departure side than the arrival side. But even just the departure side will at least open up what UK needs to go after, and then we can start figuring out what we like and don't like. And Big Blue Drew, I went on this long rant yesterday just about how tough the transfer portal is. You don't know when you need to go grab a guy. You don't know if there's better options out there. You don't know when those better options are going to arrive. A buddy of mine texted me and said another point about that, and it's a good one. You don't know who is looking for 
starters minutes. Yep. You don't know who's okay being on the bench and saying, listen, I got three years of eligibility left. I'll be a good teammate. Sometime, I, at some point, I will want my opportunity. That's another thing you got to navigate. So when you see UK going after one player, but then another player maybe had better numbers or played at a better school or in a better league, maybe that player that had better numbers played in a better league at a better school said, I'm being a starter somewhere and I'm being the go-to guy. I'm not playing second fiddle anymore. So that's why UK is going after somebody else is because maybe they're more roles play a role in this as well. So while we're talking about you don't know what to take, when to take it, what you may need, what you also don't know on the other side what those players are anticipating at their next college stop. The whole thing is messy. And I'm not making any excuses for Calipari. You are a Hall of Fame head coach. It's tough. But if anybody's supposed to be figuring it out, it should be you. So I'm not giving them a pass. I'm not trying to create this reality of, oh, it's so difficult. It's so hard. It is so it is difficult and it is hard. But UK should be able to go get whoever they want out of the portal. So well, Let he, me muddy it up a little bit more for you, TJ, because I was kind of this week, knew I was coming on the show Friday. I sent that a little, try to see if I get any you know ear to the ground on any uh, transfer portal stuff. And something that came up multiple times is how are these student athletes college credits transferring between university to university. That's stuff that we don't think about. I'm not a college graduate myself. I got about 20 credit hours, so I don't know how it works. But, you know, bringing credits from Texas Tech to Kentucky or whatever, I don't know that they're all going to be transferable. Or at minimum, that's at least something that these um, players that are in the portal are having to assess and validate Mm -hmm. before they can really entertain the idea of going to a school. So we think of it about all from basketball. And that's why I mentioned earlier, between NIL, the transfer portal, all this stuff is just in the, you know, the infant stages. So we'll have to see how it kind of evens out. And to your point, you know, based off his reputation and how most people see John Calipari, he should be leading the way in both of those things. Um, so, so you'd hope that he is and can only assume that he will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then on top of that, just character plays a role in it. And maybe this guy that every UK fan wants out of the transfer portal, maybe he's just a total turd. And you don't you don't want to bring him in. By the way, I've been a little tough on for dollars a meek, um, uh, the Utah Valley fella. Everybody that has a transfer portal ranking has him near the top. So I must just I must just be wrong about this dude. He must be a a serious, like real time talent. I know he had amazing double doubles, but. I mean, there's how excited! There's just something about a Utah Valley, and you may say like you're you like the Arkansas State guy, but you're all right with the you, you you don't want a Utah Valley guy. Well, think back and how excited were you when you heard that Oscar was coming to Kentucky? That that in the time that probably wasn't one that you're like, oh hell yeah, uh, yeah. I, that'll I, never happen again. I, though. I, well, I was <laughs> I was really big on Oscar, so I oh, was okay. I was excited for Oscar. I really wanted him the first go around before his guardians forced him to go to West Virginia, but. I was excited about Oscar. I think he'd be national player of the year. No, but I did think that he'd average over 10 rebounds. Fair enough. We're right around there. Yeah, but every transfer ranking has this dude way up there. So there must be something there. I don't I don't know. We'll see. More names will become available. That's what's tough about this team. What was it last year? Was it like September or something? I go to bed and I wake up and they're like, oh, we might be getting Kofi Coburn. I'm like, mm-hmm. What? So the transfer portal, um, I just texted our boy Jack Pilgrim that last night. I was like, man, your job is like 50 times harder than it was compared to three years ago because we, we still have no idea. I mean, this is just – I think you have what, till May 1st? You have May 1st to let your school know you're leaving. So it's just – it's going to just kind of continue to to roll down. And I've been also wondering, TJ, how much do you think of this 
has like goes on during the season, if any, and how that'll change over time. Because you, again, no, you, you piss on. a guy off in practice in February, you got to assume he's leaving. You know, he's getting on his phone, and, and you, this is all probably starting before postseason play. Yeah, it, it's happening throughout a season. People talking behind closed doors and old AU coaches or guardians or whatever talking with other coaches and. I guarantee you, if we could just get an inside look, UK's got this board of who they know's gone mm-hmm. or who they feel really good about either coming back or going. And then they've got a long list of the transfer portal options, probably ranked by who they want versus who wants to be at UK. That's one thing that people forget is how many phone calls they get of players, coaches saying, hey, I've got a guy that wants to be there. Uh, who was that guy that Travis Graff was really high on last year? The Syracuse transfer? Mm. You remember him? He was almost kind of like pushing for that guy to get on at UK, and he was like a long, wiry guard. But whoever it was. I've seen a lot of UK that, that, fans will get um player. Like I think it was Theo Pinson on Instagram or something. You know, they'll get like, how would it be to play in Rupp? And then they, oh, it'd be awesome to play in Rupp. And that almost in itself kind of. Starts the ball rolling of, you know, could they be a fit at Kentucky? You'd have to think Cowboys have to have like a middle managed type person now because it can't be someone on staff doing this in season, but someone has to be passing messages around or at least, you know, something like that. Kadari Richmond was the guy. Mm. Let's see. He went to Seton Hall. Going to get to play for uh, Hollowell. Holloway. Yup. The new coach. Let's see what he did for Seton Hall. Internet here is slower. Uh, he averaged nine. Three and a half rebounds, four assists, pretty solid season. Wasn't an amazing score. And uh, nearly two steals per game. So he had a solid year. I don't know if it would have been maybe UK good, but was maybe decent. Now, maybe now he's going on a deep tournament run with his coaches change. Possibly. Possibly. But the point is, it's worth remembering just how many phone calls are coming into UK, too. And they've got to sort through that. Again, not making any excuses for them. That, that's what you're there for, to put together a great roster. And it, honestly, while it is really difficult, when you're UK, though, you should be able to kind of pick and choose. And even if you lose one option, then option 2A should still be pretty good. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see. And let's – Sharp's probably going to go. I'm just already dreading the freak out from that. Um, so, hey, I have a question. Speaking of Sharp. It's going to be like this all off season. We could use some good news for sure. Was Do you all know how that whole situation works if they enroll early? Like, was Sharp on scholarship for that half semester? I was under the impression I that he so, was, yeah. but I'm not. I'm so not is I that, don't know that for sure. Is certain. that taking a scholarship away from someone else? Because uh, I thought Kentucky had a full allotment of scholarships going into the season. They us- Cal usually doesn't use all the scholarships, first gotcha. and foremost. Okay. And so what I'm guessing in this situation was they had not used them all. I mean, we could look this up, which is the numbers aspect of it. But I don't think Kentucky had used them all. And Sharp wanted to come in. They said, sure, whatever. So he came in. And so it's not like that scholarship would have gone to somebody what, else. What would they have done in the situation had the scholarships been filled? Uh, Couldn't take him? Probably just would have him walk on for a semester. He gone. He gone. Yeah, he'll he'll leave. I mean, you can't look at a mock draft and see Ty Ty Washington ahead of Shaden Sharp. So, and Ty Ty, we all knew, was gone. Sharp will, unless there's a huge, unless he really wants to play college basketball. I think the only way he doesn't 
is if it turns out he's actually not draft eligible and it like comes back around like an M. Night Shyamalan twist where it's like, dun, 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 <laughs> yeah. not eligible. The only, the only way I could, that cry. I kind of saw a path for him returning back to Lexington this year was if he started falling into that like 10, 12, 13 area because then you can kind of run the numbers. And then, I mean, you, you we know this kid has number one pick potential. You can kind of start weighing that financial risk of, hey, I'll leave here, I'm getting paid here. But, man, if I can come back and really be that one, two, three pick, the financial difference that it makes. But I think everywhere pretty much has him like seven or higher. So, I mean, you just have to leave. Even if he falls down to that range, though, it's still a lottery pick. I I still don't think he would turn it down. Yeah, and in most instances, I would always say if you're a lottery pick, go. But when you do have that bona fide number one pick potential might be the only argument you could make the other way. But if you're a lottery pick, I mean, I would say go. You wouldn't tell that to your own kids. You wouldn't. If Maybe kid, not if in the NIL era. Well, that that's a game changer, but you'd have to you'd have to see the finances of it, and what like what percentage would it have to be within for it to make sense? I've saw, and I don't know the specifics, but that's kind of what formulated that opinion for me. I did. I saw somewhere someone did the breakdown of being drafted in in the different you know tiers and the monumental difference it does make. You know, being those top three versus down there. But I don't know. I don't know what I don't. I'm anxious to kind of see too what. The nil the thing is a game changer. It's like, a game. It's a game changer, but we just don't know the amount. So, like, right. if you would only be making for that specific year a f- couple million more in the NBA than nil, but then you had the option the next year to be a number one pick potentially, then mm-hmm. you're getting into the weeds of it. But I think realistically, if I've got a kid and they're a lottery pick, and we know they're a lottery pick, and they're going to get a guaranteed five year NBA deal. Yeah, see ya. Especially in his, his see ya. In his situation where um we're we're locking that bad boy up and we're not risking injuries or we're not risking you potentially dying also, which like, you know, we're just going to we're gonna we're gonna ahead and lock that bad boy up. And what? it's all speculation, you know. That's the thing about his stock right now too. It's not like, oh he played great this year, he could come back and play better. He could come back and struggle. Of course. And that would be a huge why he didn't play this year. So, you know, he didn't show any of those weaknesses. So that puts him in a unique position as well as like he got the golden perception ticket. is reality for him right now, and perception is he's awesome. Well, and I'll be honest, one semester of college might have been enough for him. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> want to do a whole other year of it. I it's have not a easy. picture of him from the upper yeah. deck in the warm-up line and one of these dunks that he did was just I mean, you can just tell when he had the ball, and I know it's like layup line scenarios. But you can just tell TJ, you know, with it. I mean, he's got that ball on a string and his feel for the game. I do think he is going to be extremely special. Well, won't be at Kentucky, and we all need to come to grips with that, and not really blame anybody specifically. I, I would say the only blame is once the news came out, he was draft eligible. If I were UK, I would just say, well, this is a news to us, and this does change yeah. things, and he'll have to make this decision for himself. We're not going to kick him out of UK or anything like that, but we'd be happy to have him if he wants to stay, and we'll support him all the way if he wants to go. If they would have just said that the day that that report came out that he's draft eligible, then I don't think anybody could be mad or hold blame. That The, the people just that feel like they've been lied to. So many people just feel like they are owed this personal responsibility for another person to say exactly what they want to hear. And boy, the sense of entitlement for some folks is just what a what a different world and a different reality some people listen or live in when they say, I don't want to hear this from you, but I do want to hear this from you. Excuse me? Who, the, who In what world would you be able to get away with doing that? Would you ever go to a restaurant and be like, 
I don't want you to talk to me about specials anymore. Okay, I'm sick of hearing you tell me about the specials. <laughs> I just want to know your dessert, and I don't want to hear anything else about anything. Okay, if somebody talked to you that way, you would instantly say you're a douche. You're the worst. And you're, you would use a word that I don't. You use the the Karen word, and I you know I don't think that's really fair to Karens out there because the Karens I know are all exceptional people. But you would look at that person, you'd be like, in what world do I owe you anything? And it's also people choose to believe what they want to believe. Because I will say it, the first article I just pulled up on Shane Sharp was from November 9th. The, the first quote, I'll do whatever the team needs, but 100% I will be at Kentucky to play next season. So I think people ch- chose to believe, even though we all, I think, should have taken that um, you know, with, with a grain of salt there. But I think some people... Yeah, chose to cling on that as hey, he's definitely going to play, knowing that there was always a big chance he wasn't going to. And what do you want UK to do when he says that he's 100% playing? Right. Hey, Sharp is telling us he's playing, but we don't believe him. Yeah. So you shouldn't either, all right, everybody? No, but I, I would have done that. The, when the articles came out, I just think if I was UK, I was like, this is a game changer. We did, we did not think he was eligible. He did not think he was going to be eligible. We're going to look into this. But, yeah, we're not going to stop somebody from – trying to leap to their ultimate dreams. Still a great brand ambassador for Kentucky. I know it I know wow. it, it stinks, but we still we claim uh we claim Cantor. We still claim him. Never played a game at Kentucky, but I still think he's done a good job of freedom. representing Kentucky. In his freedom. Yeah. Not Cantor, yeah. freedom. In his Cantor freedom. Freedom. All right, hour one done. We're gonna get to the Thornton's text line in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. Keep the text pouring in. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We got Big Blue Drew in the house. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen, KRC on the Big X. We'll be right back. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call, hour number two of KRC on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Replay of the show goes 9 to 11 on those same signals. FM's nice. AM's nice as well. You can use the TuneIn radio app to listen to Big X Sports Radio and Kentucky Roll Call anytime throughout the day. You can listen to KRC on podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. And that podcast brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. I keep forgetting to go back and listen to the new intro. I'll try to remind myself. To Man, do that today. I will. Let me before you listen to it on the podcast. Let me send you the raw version of it because it is. It's like, what are you doing, Roush? You just put that one what in. Do it. Well, no. So I do put it in, but he has these long, awkward pauses. Like I'm talking seven, eight, nine mm. seconds. Mm. So I chop those out for the podcast. But I'll, I'll send you the original one, and you'll be like, Roush, what are you doing? Just talk. Cornbread Hemp, number one rated Kentucky hemp. You can go to cornbreadhemp.com, full-spectrum CBD oils, gummies, the likes. If you've got any pets, uh, my dog, love them, hates fireworks. We're getting into fireworks season, unfortunately. kind of starts with thunder. 
makes its way all the way through July 4th for the most part. Sometimes you hear the fireworks down at Slugger Field. Hemp goes a long way for your dogs, your pets, whatever it may be. They've got a great selection. And do not forget to use promo code BIGX. It'll save you 30% at checkout. Makes it easy, saves you money. Go ahead and use it. Big X Sports Radio. The promo code, though, just the Big X. And that is cornbreadhemp.com. All right, fun first hour, Big Blue Drew. Glad to have you in the house. What do you got on the work docket today? Uh, just a full day, you know. <laughs> full to- day, it's Friday, but so we'll try to... Try to power through, but a normal normal Friday I'd be done about five thirty. So clock watch until then. Okay. Any big plans Friday night plans? Um, man, the weather's really screwing us this weekend. So I'm I'm trying to decide maybe the Texters can help me out. So I'm trying to decide if this weekend I'm taking the toddler boy to Disney on Ice or his first trip to the movies. Wow. So I don't really know. If How I old's the boy? Three. Mm. So Disney on Ice. Disney on ice. I've had a yeah. few friends at the Yum Center. I've had a few friends go. They've all said it's been pretty enjoyable. Okay. Well, well and, uh, and Disney on ice will provide something he's familiar with, whereas if you take it to a, take him to a movie. What if it's a movie he's familiar with? What what movie is he going to be familiar with that's out right now? Are they are they doing replays? That new Batman. Has he seen the new Batman? It is great. Yeah, that's, that's they're, what saying, they're saying it's the best for three-year-olds. That, wait, you're going to go the see that? The new Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> three hours? <laughs> Get him some popcorn, some Skittles. Yeah, we, we can what, do what, what movie would you go see for, for real? I have no idea, actually. I haven't even looked at the lineup. It's more just about the experience. We actually tried this, I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. We were all so excited, had a plan for a week. I mean, as soon as we opened the double doors to the theater, you know, it's some loud preview, never stepped a foot in there. Just completely <laughs> freaked out. Shout out to the to the manager dude at the AMC Stony Brook on Hurstbourne, or at Stony Brook, for refunding my money, though. He was cool about it. I said, hey, we'll, we bought uh, 50 bucks in snacks, and we just sit out here and eat them. And he did. So you never know. It's a crapshoot with that. I want to take him, though, to the like Science Center IMAX and just doing those little 45-minute oh, yeah. educational clips. You can never so, go wrong uh, with taking the kiddo to the Science Trying center. to think of something just because the weather's going to be so garbage, man. I'm talking about cold and snow and blah. Mm, so you're saying maybe you keep the big Exports Radio golf card for next weekend. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You can play. Uh, let me see how many I can name. All right. Here Chariot. Go. Oh, gosh. I'm going to want to. Chariot <laughs> Run. Oh, God. I, f- I listen to these all the time. Uh, is there one with a horse in it? That's Chariot Run. Oh, duh. <laughs> Chariot Run. Uh, I'm out of them now. I thought I had them good, man. I feel like if you start listing them in Close. order, I might know. Close. You got one. You got one. You've also got Christmas Lake in Santa Christmas Claus, Lake Indiana. In Santa Claus, Indiana. You've got Old Capitol in Cordon. You've, That's Big Bill on the Hill at Old Capitol. Yeah, if you if you go there, Drew, get you a Red, Red Rocket. Rocket. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a Crown. The drink. It's Crown and Big Red. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Actually, I think it's Red Cream Soda. Either way. So you got Old Capitol, you've got Valley View. Valley View. And you've also got Jeff Elks. Which one has newly renovated greens? Because I hear that a Valley lot. Valley View. Okay, all right. But they, they renovated in 2016, so I not think that's perfect, renovated. though. That's No, that's right. You need about a five, six yeah, year you got to let them grow. That's why they're advertising mm-hmm. it now, man. It was yeah. a long play. That was a long play. Absolutely. Justin, where can you get the Big X Sports Radio golf card? You can go to BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812 725 1457. Okie dokie. I doubted myself there. You nailed it. You nailed it. You excited for the spring game tomorrow, Big Blue Drew? Uh, Big Blue Drew is being honest. I'm excited I elected not to cover the spring game tomorrow <laughs> with the <laughs> way that the weather's shaping up. But uh, no, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I'm, no, I'm not very excited. I'll, be, I'll, be, uh, I'll keep up with what's going on. But 
No, to be honest, I'm not going to go to bed necessarily excited thinking about it. And in a way, that's a good thing, I feel like, because uh, I think the football team's got got a lot of good pieces. I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do next year. I'm um, trying to, you know, capitalize on 10-win season type thing. But I, I'm honestly, TJ, there's not a ton that I'm going to be dying to get my hands on as far as content from the spring game. No offense, Nick Roush. They won't televise that, will they? No. It's not televised? Not oh, I don't SEC know, network. Uh, Normally they throw it on I didn't SEC think it was. network. But I wish they would have moved it to Sunday. The weather looks much nicer for yep. Sunday. I think it would have been a smart move to to do that. I also, not overly excited, but I am – I'm, some of the new faces, I'll, I'll get excited about it um, when the time comes, which is tomorrow. Or I'll get excited to watch it or at least watch the highlights. If the weather was nice, I was strongly yeah. considering making a day of it or at least a morning. Uh, tickets are free. That's probably if what ganked in- the excitement for me. It is not on the television. Internet streaming on digital SEC network plus only. It's the high of 68 on Sunday. Wow. You just put that bad boy on Sunday and I bet let's, you would triple or quadruple the crowd for that. But whatever, whatever, um it will I'll be excited to see some new faces. Will Levis getting a ton of love nationally. Have you seen yeah, this lately? I've seen a lot of it. I mean, I know that he's um I mean, he's about, you know, he's that guy seemingly that all the national people are kind of pegging as a I want to, you know, maybe it's like a Matt Corral type guy that's really going to take a, a big step up and be a very coveted piece for an NFL team. So I think Roush is calling in, damn it. What? What? Oh. No, Justin's not putting him through yet. Make him wait. We got Roush. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> You're not excited. Yeah, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Hey, good to talk to you too, TJ. <laughs> How's vacation? I'm just jealous you're on vacation. And you didn't call in all week. We are we are on our way back from vacation now. Um, vacation all you ever wanted? Vacation you got to get away? I did. I did. It was pretty great. Um, you know, weather it wasn't always perfect, but it was much better than Kentucky where I guess springs was never going to come. Did the groundhog lie to us? I forget where the groundhog even told us, but it sounds kind of miserable up there. Uh, but I'm still going to be excited. Unlike Big Blue Drew, when I go to the spring game, I'm in the press box. So, yeah, good choice, Big Blue Drew. It would not be fun to be in the damp 40-degree weather at the Croke tomorrow. Uh, doesn't look great. Roush, why didn't they just move it to Sunday? Uh, TV. It's all about TV. So and it's it, because of the recruiting it, event. Like, even though it's on ACC Network Plus and that's online, like, they still it's, – it's for TV purposes. That's why I don't think they can move it. And because you can't really cramp up the recruiting visits. Oh, this right. is uh, – I mean, really, like, let, let's be honest. Spring game, we, we get a little overhyped about it, but it's really just a good excuse to tailgate, to see the guys in uniform, and it's a, it's a, it's a big recruiting weekend. Um, especially for underclassmen, uh, gets them to see uh, a pseudo kind of game day like atmosphere. Um, like I said, I wish the weather was better. I think it's going to keep uh, a good amount of people home. But, uh, you know, we're still going to get to see Rich Gangarello's offense for the first time. I don't think it's going to be anything too crazy. Uh, they like to keep things vanilla in, in this uh, format because every team's going to be watching film. but. Your first two games are against Miami, Ohio, and Youngstown State. So, like, 
you know, I, I don't think you need to hide a ton of stuff. Maybe we get one trick play out there, but really what this is all about, it's less about analyzing Will Levis's arm and Chris Rodriguez. Those dudes, they're, they're going to get a couple snaps. Uh, Will some more just because he's the quarterback, and they're not going to touch him no matter what. But it's really more so about the guys behind them and, and who's going to be that, that kind of spring game star. Uh, I was having this conversation with Luckett on our uh, spring game podcast preview, but this is a, this is a big spring for Bo Allen. Um, you know, even though he's had three different c- quarterback coaches in three different years, this time next year he's fighting for his job. Um, and he's been here long enough. He's been in the system long enough. It's going to be him versus some guy on the transfer portal, and this is his time to show that he's comfortable making throws in this offense to where – when that competition comes next year, that that he he's the man for the job. So this will be a big spring game for him, not necessarily for this fall and beating out Will in 2022, but for, for getting a springboard to win that job in 2023. This is why he's a professional, folks. When folks are zigging and zagging and we're talking about national media hyping up Will Levis as one of the maybe quarterbacks to watch in college football this upcoming season, Roush says, don't bother. Watch Bo Allen. It's more important for him and his development. Uh, that's that's big leagues, Roush. Who is a offensive player, skill position player? I'm thinking wide receiver position, but you can go anywhere along the offense yep. if you want. That that fans should keep an eye out for because they've had a nice spring. Uh, number six, Dane Key. It takes a little off your eyes to adjust because that was Josh Ali's number last year. But either him or 89, Chris Lewis. Uh, those two guys are... One of them is going to have a big day, and I'm not exactly sure which one. Uh, but because let's face it, they're going to get in a situation where, like, all right, let's just go deep, throw it deep, uh, go, 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 moss on a guy in the end zone. We're going to run some goal line fades. So I think one of those two guys is going to have a big score. Um, Dakel Crowdis is coming back from that injury last year. He has some crazy top end speed that I think folks are just going to it's going to be jaw dropping. But I don't know how much they're going to kind of hold his hand through this process just because he's been so banged up and they don't want to risk injury. Uh, but, you know, those two guys, those Frederick Douglass guys, the local kids, that place produces a lot of talent. You, you want to let those guys have some success um, to kind of to show off your local guys. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Jordan Lovett, number 25, is going to be playing safety. He's a North Harden uh, product who is definitely going to be making – a player or two defensively. He's not exactly going to be headhunting because his own teammates, but I expect him to make a few plays once you get the, the, the kind of reserves in. Uh, and and one, one final guy, the tight ends, you know, uh, if you want to get Kentucky fans hyped up, TJ, just ask him how much. We finally going to throw it to the tight ends more. Jordan Dingle's a big dude. He's a big kid. Uh, they are going to use a lot of tight ends, and I think Keaton Upshaw's a guy that you're really excited about, but you don't want to put out there too much uh, to risk injury. So I think Jordan Dingle from Bowling Green, number 85, is going to end up getting a lot of play. He caught two passes as a true freshman, uh, and they were both big plays. So I I expect more of the same in Saturday's uh, spring game. Any warnings you want to give out? And we've got Nick Roush of Kentucky Roll Call, 7 to 9 Monday through Friday Roll on call. Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Oh, wow. Any, anybody – that UK fans may be watching the spring game, they don't see or they don't see a lot of, they freak out, whatever it may be. Some people aren't playing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 
like Chris Rodriguez will get one carry, maybe. Um, I, I think like guys like Frank are going to be very mad that Cavalier Smoke isn't getting a ton of carries, but um, that's that's Jatan McLean. I think has clearly become running back number two uh, now. Just how they divvy out those carries in the spring game, I, I you know I don't know, but I, I I think that's clear and that might rub some folks the wrong way. And I would also say too that I wouldn't get too worried, mad, angry, or, or we, we can't read too much into Keontae Goodwin or how the left tackles play uh, in this game. It, it is a position to worry, just like cornerback, but that's this is the part where you work through some mistakes, and I think the coaches would even consider them to be good coaching points, uh, a mistake here or there, too. So that just a few things that uh, will have some folks maybe questioning coming out of the game, but it's not in anything different that we weren't talking about before going into this game. It sounds all good to me. What was your favorite thing you ate on vacation this past week? Ooh, we did the uh, we did the big shrimp boil last night where, like, it was pretty cool. They have, like, a seafood market, and they just boiled it up all for us with the sausage, the corn on the cob, and the potatoes. And uh, Duke had about, a you know, a dozen shrimp all to himself. He was freaking chowing down on that stuff. It was it was awesome. A good good way to cap off a, a nice relaxing week at the beach. Well, that sounds great. Well, one more thing for me, and maybe Big Blue Drew's got something for you. How was the above ground pool at the hotel? Oh wow! <laughs> so there was no above ground pool. They did have an indoor pool, which was clutch on the. Uh, you know, some days it gets a little too windy, and uh, Duke. Duke never wanted to he, – he wasn't a big water kid a year ago. Did not like the pool that much at all because his feet couldn't touch the ground. Uh, he put on his floaty, his puddle jumper, and just jumped right in after watching the kids jump it in. So that was awesome. He even threw a fit when we went to the beach on the last day instead of the pool because he just wanted to go to the pool. So uh, big pool guy, though. That's adorable. I'm happy to hear. Big Blue Drew, anything for Nick Roush? I'm assuming you're what, like Florida? Are we talking like Panhandle? Destin, where are we at? We were uh, Dolphin Island, which is like a ferry ride from Gulf Shores, uh, south of Mobile. So it was nice because it wasn't, you know, we like our tours, you said Big Blue Drew, but I swear there was one day where uh, our couple tents of uh, family members and friends, we were like 10 of 30 people on the beach. It was, it was kind of nice at the whole beach to ourselves. Oh, that is we even nice. caught a crab. Wow. My question was going to center around like a heavy tourism area. I was just going to ask if you or anyone in your party got a henna tattoo or bought saltwater taffy. (laughs) No, we did not get any saltwater taffy. Um, No, no, did not get this. Act like you've been there before. I got it. They did have a lot of those. They did have one uh, putt-putt, but we, we, uh, it was only like, Four nights, maybe. So we did not try the putt, but we'll get that next time. Uh, it wouldn't be a Ralph spring break without you catching crabs. So happy that it was a good trip all around, buddy. Safe travels back home. You're not driving through rain all day, are you? Uh, maybe towards the end, but all sunshine in uh, not too far outside of Montgomery, Alabama right now. No, so you... hopefully no trap. We had a bridge closed for inspection on the way down. That was no fun. Thanks, mm. Biden. God. No kidding. Jeez. All right. Well, safe travels. Bring some warm weather back with us. We'll see you in studio on Monday and see you back on the grind this weekend. Have a good one, buddy. See you, bub. Yep. You too, guys. Roll call. That's Nick Roush from Kentucky Roll Call and Kentucky Sports Radio.
back to it, back to the real world. Hope he had a good. Is there there? I, I hate that I do this, but there is a little. There's a little part of me that like when it's spring break or like a very popular vacation weekend, like when it's over, there's a part of me that's happy. Oh. Like, like every, <laughs> like all the spring ba- break, which by the way, I did enjoy the town. I did yes. enjoy the city of Louisville without all that extra school traffic and yep. whatnot. But there is a little part of me when it's like Thursday and Friday of a week where everybody's vacationing. It's like, all right, come on back, everybody. You're back to what we had to deal with. You're back to the real world. And now your vacation calendar is reset. You may not have another one for another year or two years. Ha ha ha. Yeah, Mine's only a month away. Roush is driving back with that like vacation sadness feeling, and, and uh, TJ's just sitting there like, yeah, baby, Roush is back. No more fun and games for you. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right, we'll take our last break. We'll come back, and we'll just do text from here on out to, on the show. You're listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, Justin Kalen. Want to remind you about our friends at Thornton's on... April 14th, Thornton's in the Louisville Urban League are presenting a mega hiring fair. Multiple employers looking for hires right now. You can go in there. Do not forget your ID and your resume. That's very important. And you could get multiple offers to different jobs. You can find out what's best for you at the mega hiring fair between Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League. It is at 3029 West Muhammad Ali, 3 to 6, April 14th, bring your ID, bring your resume, on-site interviews, job offers will be made, management positions, competitive salaries, they're going to have a bunch of different options for you. And even the hourly positions range in between 15 and 20 bucks an hour. You're going to get benefits, bring your ID, bring your resume, $50 gift card while supplies last. And again, April 14th, 3 to 6, 3029 West Muhammad Ali at the Norton's Healthcare Sports and Learning Center. It's a nice facility. I'm yes. around there all the time. Awesome. Makes it easy. Yeah, those job fairs are nice. And a lot of places hiring. So this, uh, you know, you may be driving around and you see help wanted here, help wanted there. I do all the time. This is a good. They all come to you. you. Basically, well, you do come to them. You have to go to the place. But they're all there waiting for you. And you can pick which one is the best setup for you or maybe best location, works best for your schedule. These are These are really helpful. So check it out. We'll talk more about that as the, well, next week. We'll talk more about that next week. Okay, uh, let's get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You got the text line pulled up, Big Blue Drew? I don't. I mean, it's on the... I sent it over to the group message that you're in. Yeah, that had me tripping. Oh, were you tripping big time? <laughs> I, like, I was scrolling up, and I was like, wait, yeah, why hang- is it going hangouts. to this date? I was like, that's forever ago. Thehangouts.google.com. Texter says, hate to see Bryce Hopkins leave. Might be a strong possibility he ends up at Louisville. And if so, UK fans have every right to be upset. 
I guess you have every right to be upset if it's raining on a weekend as well, Texter. I don't think he goes to Louisville. Totally could, though. Was committed there one time. Now he, he committed to the Chris Mack staff, and they're all gone. But could go to Louisville. I've always thought Illinois would be a place that may try to gobble him up, and I could see him being like a second team, all Big Ten, and doing some good. If I were just to guess, and Scott Clark committed to Illinois, you see that? That's what I was going to ask y'all. Somebody went to Illinois. Yeah, Yeah, Scott Scott Clark, Clark, former UK commit, second UK decommit ever under Calipari. DJ Jeffries, the other one. Wow, that's the only second one. For that piece of history in John Calipari's tenure at UK. Um, He wasn't... I, he wasn't going to play at UK next year, and if he was going to play, I don't think it would have been a good thing for UK. So wish him the best. Seems like a nice guy. Illinois is a good spot. They've been good, you know, four seed this past year, one seed the year before that. So we'll we'll see how he pans out, and we'll see. I, I don't don't sleep on Illinois and Bryce Hopkins. Glad yeah. to hear you eat crow and apologize, buddy. Enjoy the Masters, one of the best sporting events of the year, and definitely not overrated. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what time it was until I could actually watch the real coverage on TV. It was a joke yesterday, an absolute joke. Now they did, they were smart enough to at least put Tiger in the feature group, so I was at least able to watch Tiger Woods at the Masters. Which what he did yesterday, man, it won't get talked about a lot. Dude nearly died in a car accident. Off his leg at minimum. Uh, and has had a million other serious injuries. Basically had his entire back reconstructed, gets his back reconstructed, plays golf, wins, does cool things, and then nearly loses his life, loses his leg in a car accident, and then goes back in the Masters, hasn't golfed in a competitive golf in, I don't know, what, year and a half, two years? Mm-hmm. And goes out there and he's under par day one. It's unbelievable. You can see his leg, though, when he walks. It makes me really uncomfortable. Like, yeah. one of them looks d- disgustingly different than the other one. Yeah, it hit home with me when I just heard his comment about how the the terrain there was so hilly and just him having to walk it, you know, that he didn't know if he was going to be able to play. And you, oh, he looked, you just kind of forget because he's, you know, this world-class athlete that his leg was literally almost amputated. My guy TC from Lexington reminds me Nolan Hickman, also a part of the John Calipari oh. decommitment tree. My bad. But the, that one's a little tougher just because, well, no, I mean, that's a decommitment, TC. You're right. I should have mentioned it. But that was more of like, hey, Tata's coming in. Tata in, Nolan out. But it was a decommitment, so you're right. Sorry to interrupt the master stock. I don't know what else I was going to say. So I That was oh. just an incredible incre- – yeah, who knows how it all works out. I don't think he's going to be winning the green jacket this Sunday. But just even to have his opening round and having anywhere from like ten to 15,000 people watching every one of his golf shots and for him to not crumble under the pressure, and you're right, not even being 100% because you did see some laboring. And he's 47 years old. He looked exhausted by the end too. Understandably so, yeah. but – you could tell he was just trying to take it shot by shot. Don't he was being a little conservative, and I'm all right with that. His putter was on fire, though. Mm-hmm. He would have, you know, people were like, "I bet he wishes he was shooting better." He had some par saves that it could have been. Oh, worse. we got the we got the fist pump on what was that like 13, 14? He's the man. Yeah. So for non golf people, serious question: How long would it take one to be able to watch golf before they see it in only Happy Gilmore references? Talking like a, a season is golf played in seasons. Golf is year-round now. Year-round now. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking maybe if you watch probably like maybe one of each of the the big tournaments and you got into it, you'd probably see it for what it is and not just yeah. constant shooter jokes. Right. Yeah. Cool. A texter, 502 414 
that says, my guy, Big Blue Drew, what's your most honest opinion on Cal considering he had a player with lots of potential decide to leave? What's your opinion on the culture of Kentucky basketball? Don't sugarcoat anything. Uh, That's a Plumley bro. He's a big Cal hater. But I, give, give, him, give him your honest truth. I would never sugarcoat it. Um, actually, TJ and I went kind of uh, holistically into the state of Kentucky basketball from his point of view and my point of view when we did the Kentucky Dad podcast. And I'll share with you what, what I did with him. Um, I am by no means um, would consider myself a Calipari hater. I've banged my head against the wall for years with people that um, have consistent criticism of him. That being said, um, after last season, this season, the way that I summed it up was I'm at least seeing what they see. Not that I necessarily believe it myself. Definitely not on the spectrum of um, you know thinking Cal's washed or needs to get out of here or anything like that. But I am at least to the point now where I do see why the criticism's there. I see some validity to it. Um, but I'm not I'm not crushing Cal for Bryce Hopkins leaving in any way because if we're going to do that, I mean, it's going to be every Division One coach, whichever one you think the most of. I mean, they're all losing players. So I, I am disappointed Bryce is leaving. I think he'll be a good player. But I'm not uh, not crushing Cal for it. And, and lastly, I'll say I do, I do think it's a big season for him. I don't think you can have another, you know, horrible regular season or, or a bad tournament loss and things are just peachy. So it'll be a big year. And part of me is excited about that. I like that there's an, an extra little, um, you know, motivation for Calipari and, and the entire team to succeed this season. Well said, well said. Um, yeah, th- th- there's well earned and deserved criticism. No final four since 2015 is too long in, in my regard. Uh, the thing is though, to just whine and complain and to potentially want to make a change means you have to have somebody else to come in. Could somebody else come in and do a good job at UK? Absolutely. Would it be a guarantee? No. Do I feel very confident that Calipari is going to have a team that we feel good about being in the top 10, top five most of next season? Yes. So I don't want to, I don't want to ruffle those feathers. Now, if UK keeps losing players and they don't bring in good players and we go into next season, UK is not in the preseason top 25, I will be singing a different tune uh, not anything overly dramatic, like something needs to be done. Something need, if he ever talks to me that way again. A texter says, love Justin's mentality. What if you hit a bad shot? Baby, all I hit are bad shots. <laughs> <laughs> Just means I know how to recover. The Rutherford show was having their way with you yesterday on the par, on the par three. Rutherford was, he was honestly pissing me off because he just did not under- <laughs> He did not understand what we were saying. Yeah, I don't think he, he really kept, understood the par three saying, aspect of it. Justin is not going to go plus three on all the best par three holes in Louisville. He, we, we eventually straightened him out. Did he? Did he get there? Yeah. I had to stop listening at some point. Wow. I was, I was, yeah, he eventually understood that it was like a par three course. He still didn't think he could do it. I'm sitting there holding my phone. I'm like, damn it, Mike, just get it. I, I, I do. You're still wrong, though. There's right? no way. You didn't think more about it. You didn't have uh, the, a sense of reality. So I, come... did, I did text his show that I rescinded my Augusta comment. I mean, the Augusta one's just ludicrous. Yeah, it is. It is. It, Looking back, that was that was crazy thing to say. But any course around here, no question. Plus three. Yeah. No question. Well, we're going to make that happen sooner, I'm, than, I'm in. sooner than later. You, you, you say it. I think you think just because the course, the par threes are really short. But the, the marker, the par three is short. You have, you have no room to mess up. One mess up on a par three, you're a bogey. That's, I can afford to get, so I've drawn it up. I can afford to get two bogeys and a double bogey, and I'll still be fine if I luck into a birdie. 
If you and that's not going to. You're talking about lucking into a birdie. Well, well, you, which means you're probably going to have to put one within eight feet. Well, you are talking about me getting a six, and me getting a birdie is way more realistic than me getting a six. I haven't gotten a six on a three in years. Well, we're going to make it happen, buddy. Yeah, that's my favorite part about this. Is it, it, This is so tangible. We can prove this we're, in when one we, nice we, we would never buddy. do the Trevor tries it, but this one, we never roused chicken out of the one-on-one basketball game. This is going to be called one, Dingus Does It because he's going to do it. Promise. Well, oh, gosh. Promise. Dingus Does It. We got to – what are you doing today? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be like 40 degrees, so maybe not what, today. What's but. the issue with that? What about a Justin versus Trevor like Olympics? My oh, Trevor gosh. tries it. I always wanted to be what environment could he start us? Could he light a cigarette in like a convertible? <laughs> like we do fans on different speeds. I don't think there's any environment that he couldn't get a cigarette torched up. Though he said <laughs> he asked Mike yesterday what the equivalent, <laughs> what he could do to make what basically what he could do that would equal me getting plus three on a par three course. Yeah, Trevor. Mike said front hand spray. <laughs> 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 My brother texted me. He listens to their show. Yeah. He goes, I just want to see Trevor try a front hand spray. Well, it wouldn't end good. He tried to kick a soccer ball and nearly that had to go would. to the hospital. So front hand spraying, I don't think it would end well. He was a, Trevor was in a bad mood yesterday. Just anything he could poop on, he would poop on. It didn't matter what it was. Like Mike could be like, Daughter got an A in school. Are they still doing yeah. like the curve grades? Yeah, exactly. He he was on one yesterday for whatever was reason. Was she in second grade? Yeah, that was the first thing. He, like <laughs> they brought up the golf thing, or we had texted it in, and 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 Trevor was like, whatever it is, I'm no dingus can't do it. And then he was trying to find something to compare it to so he could be able to try to dunk on you or something along those lines. But, yeah, it's just you're not going to shoot a plus three on a par three nine. Okay. But, That's we'll, fine. but enough talking. At some point, we just got to put golf ball to club head and make it happen. A texter says, same people who were mad about Hopkins leaving would have been mad if we lost an extra game or two by letting him play through growing pains. Some people will just never be happy. Wish he stayed, but our front court depth will be solid next year. Toppin and Livingston are really nice pieces at the 3-4 spot. Yes, some people just will not be happy. And while I like Hopkins and wish that we could have figured out what his potential at UK who is surprised by any of this? UK loses people every year. They bring in people every year. This is new. And guess what? You may be saying, well, that's my issue. I'm sick of this style. It ain't going anywhere. With the transfer portal, it's happening everywhere now. How many people have IU lost to the portal? <laughs> lost count. I mean, it's been several, right? Oh, yeah. And oh, then God, yeah. Trace Jackson's going to leave. So that's I don't a, think that's so. A, you, you think he's returning? I think Trace and Race are both coming no back. No way. I do. Well, I do. that'd be awesome for you all. But anyways let's assume maybe he may leave to go to the NBA. Other people transferring out. It's everywhere. U of L, they've got like three people on their roster and they had a coaching change. So it's a little different for them. But even if you're at the point where it's just like, I, it's not so much he's leaving. I'm just so sick of these, that this system, that system's going to be like that for the next coach. Promise you that. And you know, we didn't even mention just super quick. The whole time we talked about Bryce, we didn't mention Chris Livingston. And that is a very good, you know, wing, small forward type option. Yeah, I think Cal a, Tucker was like, you already have a better yeah. Hopkins coming in and Livingston. I don't know if I'd agree with that, by the way. I'm not overly high on Livingston. I love his potential. But then again, one, I don't cover recruiting anymore. So people need to take that take with a grain of salt. And two, I. I want him to just be a luxury piece. I talk about that a lot when talking about roster constructions. I want him to be, if he ends up being what we think he could be, great. That's going to be awesome. If he needs a little bit more time, I don't want to be relying on him either. But, yes, you're right. And people that have watched more recruits than I do say that he's already better than Bryce Hopkins. I think that's a little – I think that's – you can't say that definitively. 
Hey, by the way, we skipped a text. It says, also, Big Blue Drew really enjoyed watching your daughter play against the Aww. Highlanders this season. Wish her nothing but the best moving forward. Is she going to Seneca next year? Ooh. If so, she could put up some big-time numbers and be in the rafters one oh, day. Oh, thank you so much. I think that might be Mason, the AD at Highland Latin School. Could be wrong. Um, no, that was so nice of you. No, Plumley bro. Yeah, it was Plumley bro. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. I think he was. Uh, a, I think that I think, JV I think coach Plumley or something. Bro is, I think Plumley yeah. bro is uh, also named Mason. Okay. Mason Plumley bro. Oh, okay. I did, okay. That was some nice pieces to put together. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, now we can do a big commitment on the show. Can we announce the commitment on the show? What commitment? So, I mean, we're about. Whew, I put about eighteen months into the logistics of this. So. Lily Brown will be attending Mercy Academy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Mercy has an awesome thing going. A Jaguar. Um, they're they have some amazing amazing players. Leah Macy, Alyssa Murphy, Coach Cans over there. New. They're going to be awesome. Six region power, and we just want to fit in however we can. And if that's wherever that is, we just want to be a part of um, their family. They welcomed us in. So yeah, man. And and I tell you, TJ, it's really even taught me through recruiting, going through that process. Not that my daughter is at all any type of superstar player where, like, they're coming at me, but it really superstar. taught me that the um, <laughs> all the stuff that goes into that decision, you know. It's not just what you think about on the surface. I mean, for us, it's logistics. Where's the bus coming? All that kind of stuff. So did help me go through that process of, um, you think, hey, why doesn't guy X just commit to school? You know they're going there. But a lot goes into it. So thank you for that text. That was so nice. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to watching her grow up. Well, she's already grown up. She's a great basketball player, has a great teacher in her father. I am partial to assumption, so I can't lie. I'm very happy for your family, but I was hoping she was going to be a rocket. I'm just excited. So it'd be really the first. My dad did go to Trinity, but beyond that, I mean, private school is like a totally new arena for anyone in my family. We've never even really thought about going that route. But being that she's my only daughter, I'm a big selling point of all that is, you know, all girls, all girls there over at Mercy and the others. And um, they cracked me up too, TJ, because every time I visited it there recently, they always make the joke of, um, good luck finding a boy's bathroom in here. And it mm. is quite difficult. Where did Grace Berger go? Um, Sacred Heart. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sacred Heart. Shout out power. Focus Academy. Mercy's She's a Focus good. Academy girl. Assumption just needs, they, they need to get their basketball program rev back. They're pretty up. good. Are they? I thought yeah, they they're struggled. Not bad. I, I mean, it's hard, do the, it's hard to win the seventh region with seventh Sacred region. Heart's really good. Yeah, so they are Assumption's really good. Assumption's a, a damn fine program. Was, was Seneca upset? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> A texter says, same. All right, we got that one. Can we just talk about Nick's former ex boss since Roush is gone? Good Lord. He's the one who perpetuates the change narrative, but never actually mentions what needs to change. Since PV left, he has no sources in the program because everyone else there hates him, and understandably so. I know that probably won't get read on air, but man, he just is clueless when it comes to this basketball program. Oh, we read it on air. Because we read the text on air. on air. Sometimes we have to church them up a little bit. But uh, that's what we do on the Thornton's text line. You text them in, we read them. Another texter says, Ramey would be a good replacement for the men's role. Out. Courtney Ramey from Texas. Yep. I, I've looked up him a little bit more last night. I mean, I, I like the I'd want guys him to that be... have pr- proven they can play power five and play well. And he seems like a uh, lockdown defensive option. I'd want him in maybe like a Dante Allen role. Not mm. come in and just shoot, but like. Not play. Isn't he supposed to be great at defense, though? Yeah, he's so, so, I don't know if he's wasn't great, he, but he's a good defender. Wasn't he committed to Louisville at one point? Courtney Ramey? Maybe. Did Sounds you familiar. see? Yeah, he was. Did you? Uh, and Rick Patino, 
that he would be he'd be like 23 the day the season started before the season started. I look at Mintz as like the sixth man. I wouldn't want Ramey to be the sixth man, but that's getting you know that's splitting hairs. Did you and see getting um, pretty technical? If he wants to come off the bench, bring him on in. But I, if he is sniffing starters minutes, no thank you. Did you see where Dante Allen reportedly had dinner with Bob Huggins in Lexington last night? I did not see yes, that. Who said a, that? Who reported that? Um, uh, a lot of people actually. Okay. I think that that was on there. So, and I, and I would he, love him to. You know, I don't have anything against Bob Huggins. West Virginia fans are goobers, but their basketball program's harmless enough. Cal should tell them all that Dante Allen doesn't work hard. Oh, what yeah, that's what I said. That was the fan. It's so <laughs> oh, funny, right? They're like, oh, oh, Oscar doesn't work hard. Let me go have dinner with Dante Allen. Cool. <laughs> For the record, Dante Allen, I think, works hard. I just don't think he's a great defender, and maybe the injury played a big role in, in that. Um, good, good luck for him. I'd rather him go to West Virginia than UofL. But a texter says, Omir at the five works if Colin can hang at the four. Still a little skeptical about that. All right, people need to know, just because I said I liked him doesn't mean I want him to be UK starting four or five next year. I think he would put up good numbers. I think he's a really tough, hard-nosed player. He's somebody that you could see at Baylor. He's, he's good defensively as well. Um, fouls more than I would have liked, but it is what it is. So just because I say I like somebody doesn't mean I want them to come in and be UK's number one or number two. This Arkansas State guy, if he wants to come in and compete for the starting spot at the four, but maybe be one of the guys off the bench, that's a good piece to bring off the bench. It's a really good piece. What do you say when people say, hey, people get too caught up in these mid-major numbers. If Bryce Hopkins played for these teams, he'd put up these numbers. If Damian Collins played for these teams, he'd put up those numbers. I don't buy that for what mm-hmm. it's worth. I don't think, I don't think it, it's impossible that they couldn't, but I also don't think it's a guarantee that they could. I've, I do this with high school basketball recruiting too, TJ. To me, I know there's obviously varying levels of high school basketball and collegiate basketball, but if you drop 40, 40-plus 40 in a high school game, that tells me something regardless of who mm-hmm. you're playing against. Same thing in the NCAA, and I know this guy's had like a couple 30-point yeah. games. 30 and, I, and like 15 and Yeah, and you know, does that mean he's going to come and average 16 in the SEC? Probably not, but it does tell me that they're a lethal scorer pretty much. Yeah, and you know, or can be. Oscar had thirty and sixteen against St. Peter's, and that was what we would consider a not great opponent. Did that come easy? Did not come easy. He mm-hmm. labored for every, he worked his butt off for each and every one of them, and it's still yeah. In many instances, it's hard enough. for them. Yeah. Harder, you know, because they're, they're the focal yeah. point. And people bring up like, well, look what they did against big Power Five teams, and oh, those numbers aren't so good. Well, yeah, because they generally have two Power Five guys guarding them the entire game. So, um, I don't want him to come in and be UK's number one option. But if he is a bench player, that is a damn good bench player to bring in. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Just wanted to give a huge shout out to Big Blue Drew oh, for wow. being such a kind and considerate person. Oh, I messaged him yesterday concerning a problem of mine, and he was really thoughtful and helped to point me in the right direction. He may have his flaws, the jeans rolls, but he is a hell of a stand-up guy, so I wanted to give him his flowers on the text line. Have a good weekend. Do you have your jeans rolled? No. Uh, so, uh, first off, thank you, Brad from Bellbrook. That, that, that's awesome. Brad man. from Bellbrook's a great dude. I appreciate that, and it amazes me sometimes, TJ, how many people just shoot me a DM just for, just for looking for some conversation, maybe pointing in the right direction. Always feel free to do that. It means a lot to me. I do it to others. So we should all kind of be a fam like that. And, yes, today was not a, a jean or pants roll. I got work pants on day. It's not hot. But I wasn't going to come in here not on brand. So got a, you, got a couple rolls you, in. You're looking nice. A texter wants to know, would you rather, if you could just bring back one of Oscar or Shade and Sharp, who is it? Oh, uh, again, yeah. it's kind of what you know versus what you don't know. I'm taking the consensus player of the year. I think yeah. you'd be crazy not to. So Oscar, 100. And then you're set at the five. You know you're good there. 
and you can try to figure out what you're going to do for scoring. And then you may it may end up being like, oh my gosh, you're saying that it's the number one player. You got to take Shaden Sharp. He'd also be coming in of his first year playing college basketball. Could be some growing pains there. Oscar should hit the ground running day one and just be a dominant force. This is from Kirby. Hey Kirby. Terry, I'm not a Cal I'm I am a Cal guy through and through, and I want him to be here. He's my coach and I believe in him. But the UK media pumping me on the Arkansas State four man who can't shoot really has me shook for next year. Need some positive news sooner than later. Well, remember, you have maybe a Toppins and a Collins and maybe an Oscar. It's a luxury piece, not a dependent piece, Kirby. But also on top of that. There's going to be bigger names in the transfer portal, too. UK, and it does seem like UK is doing a little bit of trying to find guys that are okay being bench players mm-hmm. with also people that are going to be okay getting some some starters minutes. And it's tough to figure out which one. Like, they just reached out to that dude from Pittsburgh who averaged nine points per game. That's got to be, like, get in the program, develop. Similar to, like, right. a Jacob Toppin when they brought him in. Not to come in here and be the guy right away, but to take some time. So sometimes when you see some names, and I don't know what the situation is with the Arkansas State guy, but sometimes when you see some names and it's a little head-scratching, think about what they're maybe telling him he could be. Hey, you're going to be our ninth man, but next year or down the road, we want you to be a starter for us. Just keep that in mind on some and of this And then style of play. Like, I know some negatives I've kind of heard about the Arkansas State guys, just he kind of plays below the rim. But then you have a guy like Damian Collins. So how much yeah. is the coaching staff going to try to be like, hey, we have a, you know, Oscar's coming back. We have our bruiser. We need somebody maybe that can stretch the floor. Like, so, I, again, I said that about the people that, you know, blog and do this for a living. But from a coach's standpoint, too, I mean, it's like they're – it's like they basically took a new job. I mean, it's just totally different the way you put a roster together now. And I'll just say this. If Oscar does leave, I want that Arkansas State guy on the team. Don't care if – you know, I probably don't want him to be a starter even, but I just from a tough guy that can go get rebounds, please. Um, a texter says, the BB and meltdown of the century will occur if Oscar and Sharp both announce they're leaving. Well, it may happen, and there's been, like, tons of BB and meltdowns of the century. So add it to the list. Another texter. 502-414-1450, trying to rip through these. If you don't pack a pimento cheese sandwich for lunch today, then you aren't mastering correctly. I always crave pimento cheese and egg salad sandwich during the Masters. $1.50 sandwiches are hard to beat. Tip, Augusta chicken sandwich is better than those. That pimento cheese is gross. Yeah, that's it's just what I'm what thinking. Needs to be that, both of those sandwiches I'll, I'll sound terrible. The reason here is I don't I don't eat it on sandwiches, but it's it's delicious on crackers, guys. It's not that good. You <laughs> could eat a pimento cheese and egg salad sandwich. That's disgusting. Those that's two. Disgusting. To, uh, that was a. That, I would not do that combo together. Actually, is there some type of correlation with that with the masters that I'm? Missing? Yeah, it's like they are known to have very cheap concessions. Oh, like okay. everything there is really cheap, but that's, pimento like, cheese is like their big. To do that it's really like blows me away. Their concessions are like the prices when the Masters first started. That makes sense because yeah. I've listened a couple times on the radio this week. I've heard them ask their guests what their favorite concession stand item was. So, all did right, you ever go? Sense. Did you ever cover Peach Jam? I've never been in the Peach Jam. They have like pimento so cheese at all the stuff. Really? Yeah, peaches and pimento cheese. <laughs> Stupid. Sounds terrible. It is Kirby. I mean, peaches are okay, I guess. But Kirby. Oh, it's Kirby again. TJ, I love the Keon take. Nice guy, wish him well, but I've been very vocal that we won't win at a high level in the tournament with Keon getting major minutes. Biggest play of the game for St. Pete, he drives, throws a ball off the bottom of the backboard, knocks the ball out of bounds. Across the tournament, teams had players hitting big shots and big moments. That's just not That's just not shaky, Keon. Um, also, defensively, I'm, I'll be ready for a change at the four position. Keon was not what UK needs. Um 
you'd hope he'd bring enough offensively, but unfortunately not consistent enough. But do wish him well. Seems like a great guy and did leave the door open for a return to UK, so maybe need to watch what I say. No, but in all seriousness, the, I think I think we were totally fair with him. Speaking of toxins in the Ohio, when we were teenagers, we would throw a pair of jean shorts right up to Greenwood boat docks, fill our body with toxins, <laughs> slide down the huge moss-covered drain ditch into the Ohio so it's fine. That's from wheat. See, that's kind of what we did on the dan- yeah. on the locks at the Ohio at the falls of the Ohio. We'd slide down. It'd be so like mossy and slippery. It was like a water slide. And we just were having the time of our lives. But it was gross in hindsight. <laughs> you would see dead fish too from time to time, and just not even care. <laughs> yeah. TC from Lex, do you have any of these pulled up? Yeah. Okay, you can read some if you want. I got this one. TC from Lexington here, boys. Now that the roster is shaping out a bit, if you guys had to say which transfer do you think is most likely we end up with? I don't know. It may I don't not, either. may not even be out there just yet. I try to dig. Like I said, I'm, the few people I know I try to reach out to yesterday, and I think everybody's kind of – it seems to be at least the one that everybody is leaning towards wanting the most, probably Terrence Shannon. Yeah, Terrence Shannon seems to be on the list. I I'll be I'll be anxious to see who they end up settling up with, and then Big Blue Drew may may have an inside scent on potential roster, or not roster, but coaching changes within the program. So mm-hmm. uh, not to not to put you out there, but just something to keep an eye on from old Big Blue Drew. The real question is, can Justin touch net? TJ's brother is <laughs> only five foot seven, and he can touch rim. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, so Johnny athlete. I also, I'd like to see you touch rim. I <laughs> haven't tried touching that in a while, but back in the day, <laughs> I could I could get like the smallest amount of it. Like if we That's zoomed in with a camera, you would see it wave just a little bit. But when I always do you said think I your last it. full effort, full go trying to touch net attempt was. We gotta keep moving on. Gotta the be eight line. years. Eight years. I we'll say that. Okay, I'm interested. We gotta. We'll do this when the dingus does it. A texter says, John here. Good, great TJF morning, dog. Good to hear, Big Blue Drew. You're always a stand-up individual. Sucks to hear about Hopkins, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, Yankees-Red Sox, noon today, so good luck, TJ. Be watching or be square. I've got my Yankees by two. The line is one and a half, by the way, John. All right, I have a great weekend, ladies and gents. You all come back now. You hear, go Red Sox. And secondly, I'll be watching the Masters, though. But I'll keep an eye on the baseball for a little bit. Go Reds, 1-0. What do we got on this next one here, Big Blue Drew? Matt Jones is a jack leg. <laughs> Drew's roll call is inspirational. Kentucky rocks. Louisville sucks. I'll hang up and listen. Well said. Uh, texter says, can Nick Former's ex-boss transfer in the fan transfer portal? A texter says, why you got to ruin a good Friday by letting a dingus call in? <laughs> Listening to yesterday's show, you missed the chance to say Roush was going to be tan all over, Jan all over. He's in sandals, right? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think he was just on some beach somewhere. Y'all's hats on the beach take was dumb yesterday, too, but continue. You got to wear a hat on the beach. That's the silliest thing ever. You're there to get the sun. Yep. You're there to not get sun on your head and then your eyes. You You just stare at the sun. I mean, they have invented sunglasses. Of course, Big Blue Drew, like I with would cover the best this hair. head, you know with the, with the best you know head of hair in UK hair, media, he's not going to be wearing <laughs> a hat. Burn a hat, or I'd wear a hat. You're just selfish. You don't think about other people and their needs. Maybe to put on a hat while at the beach. That's fair. A texter says, um, "It's not on TV, so can't be for TV purposes, idiot." <laughs> So it's not on TV? It's like the streaming jazz. Okay. And I'm sure there's still something to do with it. I mean, it's got to be hard <laughs> to tell. I'm sure there's still going to be 10-ish thousand people yeah. there. It's kind of, you can't just pull the rug out. It's probably harder to reschedule than we think. 
Wow, indoor, above-ground pool. Roush living that high life. <laughs> Roush got crabs on vacation. I made that joke. <laughs> yeah, was... Just a quick Friday suck it to Stivers. Mr. Sports Betting makes no money and brings no entertainment. Goodness gracious, this is when we need a three-hour show. That dude is such an idiot. And I, and I hate being su- using such harsh words and not going like the goober or dingus route. But what a complete idiot. To be so misinformed on such important issues in our state that could help so many people. Get them out. I don't even know who could vote them. They aren't going to vote them out, but it's ridiculous. Good to hear our man, Big Blue Drew. It always is. Hey, thank you. All right. Why don't you get this last one? It's a long one, yeah. The fans' beef with Cal about Hopkins feels unfair. Most, most of the year, the guy was a mess, and the narrative was he was taking minutes from Allen and not earning them. He had one good game, and we never saw if he could build on that, but if anyone should be mad at Cal, it's Hopkins. Cal told the guy, he's forcing me to play now, and then he didn't. He lied to him, so he was sure he'd leave. I get that. Terrence Shannon was a starter that did well in Adam's system. Sometimes people are looking for a better fit, and a coach can't do anything about that. Totally right. Yeah, and that's another thing also. is like, Do you want to force somebody to make somebody stay? That's just not going to happen, and it's not a good look for anybody. Just remember, like, I feel like people think that listeners and readers and fans are dumb. You all are not dumb. Remember the people that are always causing controversies and always kicking up the biggest issues. And Justin Powell is a can't-miss recruit, and if he doesn't go to U.K., it shows Cal still doesn't have it. Uh, People were demanding U.K. make changes. So what does Calipari do? He brings in one of the best recruiting assistants of all time and another name in recruiting that's really popular in Chin Coleman. He has made changes. He has done things. He has he brought in a roster good enough that we all thought could win a national championship and was a very popular national title pick by national media and fans all like. I think only two teams in brackets across the country were picked to win the championship more than Kentucky. UK was there. They got upset. People have lost their minds since the tournament loss. Understandably so to some degree. It was a really bad tournament loss. But now is no time to be getting and going crazy. Right. Be patient. Yep. Every year, we feel good about the roster going into the season, with maybe one or two exceptions. Let's be patient. Let's see how it goes. Big Blue Drew, this was a lot of fun. So much fun. It's always a treat for me. The text line just treated me glorious today. Thank you, guys. And no, it's highlight of my um, my whatever, my media stuff, whenever I get to do this. So thanks for having me, Scoots. It was amazing. We'll be back. I will uh, Maybe I'll moderate the Trevor tries it versus you or whatever, how we do it. <laughs> I mean, Dingus does it. Yeah. Dingus does it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Be safe. Thanks for all the texts on the show this week. It was a lot of fun. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker. Big Blue Drew, Justin Kalen, Nick Roush back on Monday. Use a broke looking boy, choke looking boy. Let me clear my throat looking boy. SpongeBob on your shirt looking boy. I play in dirt looking boy. Ball up dirt case Swiss looking boy. Brown Duke stains and draw looking boy. Scooby Dooby Doo. Mike Vick looking boy.